everybody. Grab your Bible and a pencil and a journal, or maybe even a cup of coffee, and join in on our conversation. But first, I would like for you to write this down. Jeremiah chapter 32, verses 6 through 10. Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me. Behold, Hanamel, the son of Jalom, your uncle will come to you and say, Buy my field that it is at Anathoth, for the right of redemption by purchase is yours. Then Hanamel, my cousin, came to me in the court of the guard in accordance with the word of the Lord and said to me, Buy my field that is at Ananoth in the land of Benjamin, for the right of possession and redemption is yours. Buy it for yourself. Then I knew that this was the word of the Lord. And I bought the field at Ananoth from Hanamel, my cousin, and weighed out the money to him, 17 shekels of silver. I signed the deed, sealed it, got witnesses, and weighed out the money on the scales. Hey everyone, welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. My name is Kara, I'm Dot's daughter, and every week we sit down together and we talk through truths and scripture. And in this episode, we are looking at a passage in Jeremiah where we really see how God says what He says He will do and how can we apply that in our own lives. So we are really glad that you're here and we would love for you to pull up a chair and join in our conversation. Hey, Kara. Hey, Mom. I am just kind of a little bit despotled today. I don't even wow, know. A word. I, I, I never even say that word. I, I, don't, I don't even know what if that I'm even that mean? Way. I don't I even know. know. Google it. Right what now. is happening? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just not like myself, obviously. Despotled. So this conversation Did you just may make just that up? be just a little crazy. <laughs> like disheveled? No, yes. It's just like I'm in every direction. I'm just kind of... I don't know. Not yeah, myself. I think we could. Obviously, because I just <laughs> used the word. just bottled. But I like it. I mean, yes. maybe you did it. I don't but know. Whatever but. that word means, that's exactly. Now, I don't I think can't. I made up that word, but it may not even mean, I don't mean know. that meaning. Google But what I do want to say. Anyway. So, basically, I've just, you know, been reading in Jeremiah. That might be why you're feeling and <laughs> I feel like Jeremiah well, isn't exactly is the most, like— feel good book out there. I know that's not why you're reading it. I'm just saying like Jeremiah can really be a downer. He's a weeping prophet. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're in yeah. a bad mood, don't read. Yeah. If you're in a bad mood, you probably won't want right. to read Jeremiah other than what I just read. Because as I'm reading and, and thinking about Jeremiah and, and, you know, as you said, Jeremiah is this weeping prophet and he's having to go and tell the people that they're about to be taken over, that they like are the Israelites be, uh, taken over by the yeah. Babylonians. Yes, and he's yeah. he's a prophet, and he said, "Now God's told me that you're going to be taken over, so just don't even fight. Like it is just better for you to just go ahead and surrender and go into captivity." Well, obviously, that's not one of the most popular messages, and. There were other prophets that were coming, and they were saying, you know, Jeremiah's lying to you. God's going to, you know, take care of you. And so well, it was just constantly this struggle between Jeremiah the prophet that's saying, the word of the Lord is telling me this. And these other people were saying, well, the word of the Lord, God's told me too. And their messages was different. And it's kind of like today, like we want to we want to believe that God says what we want him to say. 
And Jeremiah yeah. was having to say, well, no, you have sinned against God. You have disobeyed him, and God's going to bring these people, and you are going to be prisoners. You are uh, going to go into captivity. Well, and I will say, God is was still with them and for them, but they had thousands of years of making their choice against the Lord. But I will say this about Jeremiah, because I said before we started recording, I, you told me that we were going to be <laughs> Jeremiah, and it is probably one of my least favorite books in the Bible. <laughs> and you also said you were going to say that, that I just did, but here's because I want to say I know mm-hmm. I said that, and it's mainly because it is such a like doomsday <laughs> book because he is bringing this really mm-hmm. hard, you know, prophecy mm-hmm. message to message? the Israelites. Mm-hmm. And I will, I I do empathize with him. Because he probably has one of the hardest jobs in, I don't know about the Bible, but in the Old Testament for sure. Because he is having, he loved Israel. He, you know, that I I can't imagine having to go, like he's having to deliver one of the hardest messages. And he had the hardest time because like you said, like people were not wanting to believe him, not wanting to uh, or not knowing what to believe. Or And I'm just imagining, you know, when I feel like, there's something that I'm like, no, like this is what God wants for you. Or this is the truth. This is God's truth. Or this is, you know, whatever. And not in a similar way, but if it's like, no, like God loves you or no, like trust God, that's whatever. And people don't believe you like that's So difficult, especially if it's, you know, something or someone that you really care about. So I, I empathize with Jeremiah. So that's what, that's why I say it. it's like, I, it is not my favorite book, <laughs> but I do think he had a really hard task before him, and he probably would not have chosen it if he had a choice. This is true, but here, here's the deal. Jeremiah knew that God had said, I'm bringing the Chaldeans. You are, they are going into Yeah, these people activity. are going to take them over. And yeah. yes, and so for the best interest of these people, they need to just to surrender because it's like, it doesn't matter what you do, this is happening kind of thing. This, Yeah, absolutely. He said, no matter what you're going to do, submit to it. Yeah, it'd be better to not die yeah. in battle because you're going to lose the battle regardless kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But then on the other hand, there were people that said that God said that they were going to win, that they're not going to be taken over. So Jeremiah's message, not only was it not popular, but it was in total conflict or total you know, opposite of other people that are coming in and saying, well, God's told me this. And that's where, when you think about speaking to someone that's going through a hard time, they might hear someone else go, oh, no, God would never do that, or God would never allow that. And they are saying that they're speaking for God. Now, this is where it's really hard for me. And I really actually wasn't going to bring this up, but— it's it's like you've got to say what God says, even if it's not popular. You've got to speak truth, even if it's hard. Yes. Because you've got to realize that you've got to speak truth and love. But, but what I'm going to say is, how do you know that God said this? How did Jeremiah? Jeremiah said, God told me. The other prophets were saying, oh, God told me. And so... This was the dilemma where they were so mad at Jeremiah because 
the message that Jeremiah was saying was not at all what they wanted to hear. And that's where when we're with someone and we're trying to say, you know, let's not argue whether or not you're in this situation because God allowed it or or God brought it on there. Brought it on it, it, it's happened. And what Jeremiah is saying is this is going to happen. And I think sometimes you have to care about somebody and tell them the hard truth. But how do you know and how will they say? So here's Jeremiah saying, God told me. The other prophets are saying, and God told me. And so, again, you know, we talk about as believers or followers of Jesus, people stand up on stage, people in small groups, people in Bible studies, people on podcasts will say, this is what God said. And how do you know if this is true? And Well, and I do think this is something you and I apply often because you and I both have that gift of being able to speak what, yes, yeah, and it usually is not like a prophecy, like the future kind of thing, but it's this, it's more of where your heart's at, you know, like I see, you know, like this, this isn't, I feel like this is something that you and I, in our personal lives, I don't get on stages or anything like that, but that we have it's like, okay, how do I know if this is, you know, something that God's put on my heart or something that I'm just like seeing or, you know, we have to discern that. Well, we do have to discern it. We have to know the responsibility of thinking that when you go in and you start to teach scripture, that you believe that what you're saying is true is from God and it's the Holy Spirit's discerning it. And of course, you and I do not want to right. share anything on this podcast or anywhere else that we don't believe it's of God. And of course, I want to encourage as much as possible for someone to trust God. You know, I don't want to just walk in and go, hey, you're about to go under, so you might as well just go ahead and surrender. Right. You know, that's not one of the most popular messages, and it wasn't even in Jeremiah's time. But as what you've said is that how we've discerned this is, and especially a lot of times you'll ask me, well, Mom, what do you think is going to happen? As if I'm God. But sometimes experiences, you will say, well, I know, you know, uh, my experience says right. has said, or my experience has been, but it doesn't mean this is going to be your experience or it's going to be someone else's experience, but my experience has been God has done it this right. way or God, you know. But with this particular thing is that, when God is speaking and there's a different than message, other people. especially mm-hmm. about prophecy, yeah, and especially about saying that you're speaking for God and you know what God's going to do in someone else's life, the only way you know it's if true that's is what God it says. Yeah. And in Jeremiah's, yes, and in Jeremiah's case, that was the well, truth. Well, I think here's the thing that I think is really important is prophecy is very different now than it was in the Old Testament because of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's different today. It's not like we have just one person speaking for God about the future. We have the Scripture that speaks for God about the Scripture. As followers of Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit within us that leads us and guides us. But as far as predicting what's going to happen, other than what's in Scripture, that we know that eventually Jesus is coming back again, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. So we do know that to be true. But the way God does it or the journey He does it, 
We don't know, but what we do know with Jeremiah is that God spoke to Jeremiah, and God told Jeremiah from the very beginning, before you were ever born, I was going to use you to be a prophet. And we know that it happened. Whatever Jeremiah said happened, and it cost him uh, his freedom. He was put in jail. What's ironic about chapter 32 that I really want to talk about is that Jeremiah is in prison at this point. And his cousin says, hey, I'm going to sell you some land that it's your right to purchase. Now, Jeremiah's in jail. Now, how many people goes to the jail that we don't know if you're going to get out and say, would you like, you know, would you like to buy a house? Well, I'm in jail. Like, you know, or, you know, so, and then ironically, Kara, it says that the land where Jeremiah was given an offer to, to buy was still under the control of the enemy. So it wasn't this land over here that was already, you know, the Israelites. This was land that had already been taken over by the Babylonians, by the Chaldeans. So here's his cousin coming in and saying, would you like to buy some land? And he's in jail. And ironically, is that God told Jeremiah before his cousin came. Because Jeremiah would think he had lost his mind. His cousin had lost his mind. But God has said, your cousin's going to come. He's going to offer this land, and I want you to buy it. Now, here's what I think, this verse. This is as I've been kind of just rolling this off in my mind. God told Jeremiah they're going to go into captivity. And they need to go. They're, you know, they're not gonna. They're not gonna win this battle. They need to surrender. But I will be faithful to my promise. They're not gonna stay in captivity. And so now Jeremiah's in prison because he said to the people, "You better go. Just surrender because it's going to happen. Because you have been disobedient to God." But you're not going to always be punished by God. You're not going to always be disciplined by God. So there was this opportunity for Jeremiah to show his cousin and everybody else that he believed what he said because he knew that he would get out of jail because God said, you're you're going to be my prophet and eventually this land will be given back to the Israelites. And so Jeremiah is in prison, doesn't need the land, but he needed to have a witness that what I'm saying, that it is bad now, surrender, but you're not going to always be in captivity. And I I believe, as I've been thinking about this, is that— Can I pause? Because I just want to clarify— so the point of this whole land story is to show and prove that the word that Jeremiah has is from the Lord because it's Absolutely. like God's clearing up like, hey, I am the one speaking here. Like I told Jeremiah that this was going to happen with the land. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a small example of a bigger picture. Like I'm going to take this mm-hmm. like very tangible example of I told mm-hmm. Jeremiah this was going to happen and this is what happened with a cousin selling the land. Just and the same way mm-hmm. I told Jeremiah that you're going to be taken to captivity and you'll eventually come out of captivity. And that's going, that is in progress. We can't, 
you know, we haven't seen the fulfillment of that yet, but know that mm-hmm. what I am telling Jeremiah is from the Lord. That's basically the whole point of this, correct? You pass the test. You may like Jeremiah for you. <laughs> I like him. But, it's just but, he's a, but, it's really, a hard. It's a hard book yeah. to get through. It's hard. It is hard. Because he's just constantly being like, you're going to be in destruction. Like, you're going to be taken over, over and over and over again. He's saying yeah. this. And it's like, good gracious. Yeah. Yeah. I need a, I need a you savior after fit this. In, yeah, you would have <laughs> fit in well. <laughs> you would fit in well. Like, Jeremiah, yeah. give me some good news here. And it would just be like, you know, someone saying, it's going to be hard right now, but God yeah. will bring you through this. And Jeremiah they didn't believe Jeremiah. So Jeremiah had to not only just say the hard things, but Jeremiah had to act in such a way of saying to the people, I even believe what I'm saying. Well, and he didn't, it's not like he wanted it to be true. You know, like it's a hard message. I mean, he wanted it to be true because it was from the Lord, but it is. Yeah, That's why it's like, he's like, it was yeah, hard because like, like he wept. Is, that's why he's um, weeping. Yeah. And I yeah, I think and I do feel for him in that regard. It's like he has a really he had a really hard job. And, and I think that this chapter 32, I think it is a faith message. I think Jeremiah had to take money. Now I don't know if Jeremiah's like, might as well take money because I'm in jail. Who knows they're gonna kill me and I don't need any money. But then he didn't have the land either. So, you know, I think he's saying, I I've got to show the people that I believe what I'm saying, because I am confident that God has said this to me. Because again, remember, when you read the chapter or you read you know, the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is not the only one speaking. Jeremiah is saying, this is what God is saying. And then there's other yeah. people coming up trying right. to deceive the, you know, the people and saying, you know, just, you know, don't talk about God like that. God's not going to do that. Or God would never allow that. We hear that today. And we don't know what God's going to do. I'm not saying that one day I woke up and God told me this. That would be a hard thing to do. I mean, I have said that to you on sometimes. Like, I feel like this is what God is doing. Yeah, but it's always, you always, and I do the same thing, but there's always an element of, I don't know. I think this is, and it's kind of like, I think this is what God is saying. Mm-hmm. And so you'll even ask me of like, pray, but like, see if this is, like, see if you get confirmation in this. You know, there's never, like, you don't ever, and I do the same mm-hmm. thing. It's not like this, I've gotten this word of the Lord and I'm claiming it as, like, you know, like, this is what's going to happen. I know the future. It's always this, mm-hmm. I think this is what God is doing, but I don't know. Like, either let's see or you, you know, like, pray about it and see if you get confirmation in this or... And sometimes, I mean, this just happened not too long ago. There's an element of like, I don't, I, I agree with you. I don't think that it's right now. Like, I don't think this is the time or, I, you know, like, and it's all, mm-hmm. it's, it's usually, I do want to preface of like when we, because I do think that that is both of our gift sets of kind of seeing the Lord's truth, you know, in situations, like kind of getting to what we see God potentially could be doing, but most of those times, like if I get those thoughts or things in my spirit, I usually hold them pretty close. Like it, they're not something I proclaim, you know, because it's kind of like you said, it's like, okay, let's mm-hmm. see if this happens. Because I don't actually know if this was from the Lord or not. And discerning, and kind of discerning that a little bit. And so. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing, Kara, I was challenged with this. Is the confidence that Jeremiah had in God. It was the faith 
Jeremiah knew that God had said this. Uh, it's very different. And what you're talking about a lot of times yeah. when we don't know, yeah, it's like, I, I feel like this is what God's saying, or, you know, we have discernment, we have wisdom, we have the Holy Spirit that, you know, we, we're really leaning very heavy on to say, God, you know, let me know if what I think mm-hmm. you're saying is true. And, and I think that that's, you know, what you're yeah. saying, and I think that's how we should do I think we should always pray and ask God, now, God, is this what you're saying? Jeremiah was weeping, not only because he knew that his nation, the, his people, his tribe, his, you know, countrymen, his people that he loved was going to go into captivity, but he was also weeping over the fact of their disobedience and, and that how that they had disobeyed God and that God was really kind of almost forced in some ways to say, I told you this. I told you as long as you obey me, as long as you trust me, as long as you don't worship other gods, then it'll go yeah. well with you. And well, they disobeyed constantly. But I think, I realize that we're really into this conversation, but what I was thinking about as I was reading this is the faith that Jeremiah had, that God has told him, you know, I know that these people are going to go into captivity. I want you to tell it. You're my mouthpiece. I want you to be my spokesperson. And I want you to tell them they're not going to always be in it. They're not going to always be in captivity. And I want you to show them. I want you to live out what I've told you. I want you to trust me into the fact that I want you to go buy land that you don't even own right now, even though you've just bought it. You can't even go. You're in prison. You can't even go and possess the land that you've already just bought. But I want you to do this to show the people that you believe what I say, that you, you know, trust me. And I think it's a faith issue. Ironically, after I just said Jeremiah was so confident, right after that, Kara, after he purchases the land, you know what he does? He goes and prays. Yeah. Look at verse 17. He's like, you know, I just bought this land. I gave him my money. I'm in jail. Remind me. You are a God that created the heavens and earth. Nothing is too difficult for you. But I think that shows that we can have faith and still have moments that— Sure, yeah. Like, God is compassionate and gracious towards us. He knows that we are just made of dust. Mm-hmm. And without Him, we're lifeless. Right. Like, without His breath, you know, put yeah. inside of us. So, mm-hmm. it would be who of any of us who feel like there's something that God has put on our hearts to hold it with mm-hmm. humility. Because— and I think that's what Jeremiah is doing here. I think that's where it's like he's had these moments with the Lord. He's been through a lot. He's been in prison. He just did the land. He knows what God has shown him. He has this great faith. But he's also very aware of like his humanness and also with who God is. I mean, that's what he says. He says, there's nothing too hard for you. So I think like mm-hmm. that's what I see in that is like his humility to be able to go to God and not this like, like I love, I like Elijah, but. After Elijah has these this moment, mm-hmm. I can't remember where it is in the uh-huh. what book it is in, but anyway, he has these moments and he does all these miracles. You know, he's a prophet too, and he does all these miracles, and he kind of has a little bit of like arrogance, <laughs> like, "Hey, look what I look what we mm-hmm. just did," mm-hmm. and yeah. and I'm not like getting onto Elijah, but I'm just saying I think I, that's what I do like about Jeremiah. Is he is very very humble. I think that goes back to even Jeremiah one. You know, like how the Lord. Like God 
pretty much told them how this is going to go. Like, I'm going to give you a message and they're going to hate you for it. (laughs) So, and he sees that play out. So I think that probably helped his faith a little bit when he, like from the beginning, from the get-go, whenever he started off on this, you know, his prophetic journey or calling, not journey, but this prophetic calling that God Mm -hmm. put on his life, he was pretty much hated. So I think from the beginning, he was like, oh, wow, yeah, okay, I'm already, I'm just started this. I'm already seeing that what God's told me is true. And I think that probably helped his faith as it would help any of our faiths to like see, watch, experience God, you know, in something. Yeah, I think it's like this. It's like if you sit with someone or I just say that you and I are having a conversation. And (laughs) I'm saying, and we are. But I was saying to you and you were sharing some things and I'm like, you know, Kara, I don't know this, but I know that God has really placed on my heart this is going to happen. I don't know for sure it's going to happen. I want you to pray about it. But I'm pretty confident that I think this is how this is going to play out. And I, you know, for whatever reason, and prayed about it, and I felt God had kind of pressed on my heart that what was going to happen in your life was going to happen. And so I would say to you, Carol, uh-huh. this is what I think is going to happen. But I don't know. I want you to pray about it. So then— I'm so confident to tell you to trust God, that God is faithful. God will always, you know, do what is best for you. Then I leave our conversation, and I'm like, God, you know, I don't want to tell Kara the wrong thing. So, God, I want you to do what I know you would want is best for Kara. That's what I told her. So this prayer right after Jeremiah's cousin leaves, I feel like he's like, what? Like, God, I just have told all these people that they need to go into captivity, but you're going to rescue them. I've also told them that I believe it so much that I'm going to go ahead and buy some land that's in that captivity area, and I'm going to give money to it, even though I'm in jail, but I'm showing the people that I really trust you, God. So now, God, do what you say you'll do. God, show them that you are this God that is going to take care of His people. And I think that that's what I love about this whole chapter. And because and, right after his cousin leaves, it's as if all of a sudden Jeremiah's like, now God, I was so bold. And I'm telling everybody that you're going to come through. And I've even acted on what I've said by faith. And I begin to you know, act and do as if I believe what I'm saying is true, which I do. So now, God, I'm asking you to come through and do what you said. In other words, God, God, don't make me look like a fool. Don't make me look like, or you look like, that you don't do what I said or I'm proclaiming you to do. And then at the very end, in verse 26, it says, Then the Lord came to Jeremiah and said, I am the Lord, the God of all mankind is anything too hard for me. And I think that he is saying, you know, and I I think even too, Kara, not only is Jeremiah saying to the people, trust God, trust God. The whole problem is the problem that you didn't trust God. So now just trust Him no matter what your circumstances are. That even if you're in a bad situation, God can do wonders. And I think that that's, what is the is the message here? I think one of the most important things about this, because I don't want it to sound like like how God operates in, you know, 
in this way is very different now than it was in the Old Testament. But I do think that God does put things on our hearts of, you know, like you said, like I've maybe God will act in this way or this, you know, whatever. And I mm-hmm. want to be, I just want to clarify and be careful of like, we are not saying like there is a discernment and a faith in the Lord, not a faith in his word, not a faith in our ability to hear him, but faith in who God is. I'm just saying like, yes, we could put faith in his word. I just mean like, but his word comes from who he is. You can believe his word because he backs up his word and he's faithful to his word. Right. But I just wanted to like clarify that because I think that there is a fine line in people saying what they think God has said and then they claim that as this is what I think God has said either for their own life or someone else's life. But I think the difference, because this is what I was thinking of, like how can we know the difference in those things? Just like Jeremiah and just like, Like, how can we know if what we are hearing or what God's put on our heart is from the Lord? And yes, one of those things is if it, you know, if it happens. But the, I think the main thing is if it, if we, if it causes us to rely on the Lord, because that's what Jeremiah did. Like Jeremiah Mm -hmm. had a very clear word from the Lord, but he also had, had to, and did lean into by faith, like lean into the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the difference because sometimes I think we can think like, oh yes, God told me that. But then we are relying on ourselves to fill it, fulfill it out or relying, you know what I'm saying? Like, like God is always going to, it's always going to draw us closer to the Lord. And I think that is like Mm -hmm. one of the things, like just like if it, you know, happens, like, like all the, you know, prophets is like, oh, well, it happened. So we knew that Jeremiah was right, you know, on this side of it because Israelites went to captivity and all, and then got released. But I think another thing that we can look at is, you know, even with Jeremiah is like his reliance on that word was in the Lord. It wasn't in his ability to hear the Lord. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we can be like, oh, like I can hear, right. you know, like God told me. And then it's like, well, you're actually putting pride and the fact that you can hear from the Lord versus like, like there's just always, it's always going to be like, we're going to lean into the Lord. We're going to trust the Lord. We have to depend on the Lord, you know, all of that. Does that make sense? I think, yeah. And I think it's, you know, to go back and put this in context, what Jeremiah is saying, I'm telling the people to trust God. Right. Don't trust in my word. Yeah. yeah, Trust God. This is what God said. Yeah. And now I'm in a situation, I have to trust God. Yeah, that's kind of what I mean, is like there's always an element, like if it's something from the Lord, it's going to be something that is going to require us to lean on the Lord (laughs) because that's his heart. He wants us to draw close to him. Yeah, he wants us to know him. He wants us to trust him and to know who he is. And, And a lot of people, like if you were going through a really hard time, think this could not be of God. I don't know if it's of God or not, and I'm not going to speak in to say this has happened to your life because it's of God. This situation was different in the fact that right. God told Jeremiah, this is from me, and it's a difference what you were saying. But I, I think for us and what we can learn is that when we feel like we God has spoken to us about something, like you said, you— Act at faith. You trust God. You're like, God, I think this is what you're saying. But I always know, God, that you'll let me know. Well, he'll will do it. I know that this is of you yeah. because it'll come true. It'll come true. Right. He'll do it. 
but God, I'm going to trust you. And so that's what Jeremiah did. He told the people, trust God, this is going to go well for you. And yes, it's going to be hard, but just keep trusting God because you're going to come out of this. That's exactly the same message that Jeremiah had to live out. It's not going well for you, Jeremiah, but trust God because you're going to come out of this. And I'm going to show everybody that I believe this. I'm not just saying this, but when it's my turn to have to trust God, then I want to be a good witness and say the same God that I'm encouraging you to trust in and knowing that just surrender, just go with whatever's happening, embrace where you are right now. You are going to go into captivity, but trust God is going to get you through this. And And so when we go through a hard time, you know, do you express the same faith as you're telling someone else? And I think it's easier sometimes when you're not going through a hard time or you've never gone through a hard time. It's easy to just say, just trust God, just trust God. And I think this lesson that we can learn from Jeremiah, we're not, you know, in the same situation. We're not this prophet that's God has woke us up in the middle of the night and said, you know, I'm going to use you to speak for me. But it's the message is just trust God. God, if even though no matter what's going on in your life, even if it's hard to trust God because God can get you through this. And I think that Jeremiah was like, not only am I just saying that because I feel like God's doing it, but I'm showing it. I'm living it out. And then it was that moment where Jeremiah was like getting down on his knees and saying, God, I'm telling all these people to trust you. That I can't, that's true, right, God? You are going to do it. So there was this weak moment. So he has this huge faith moment. And then after his cousin, it's like, now, God, I just bought some land here. <laughs> and I'm telling everybody that, you know, this moment, you know, you're going through a hard time, but you're going to come through. God, that is true. And God said, yes, Jeremiah, what you've said of me is true. And I think those are just, it's kind of like a, you know, principle. Not only do you want to speak truth and, tr- and and encourage other people to trust God during a hard time, but when things get hard for you, then you need to trust God. Right. Well, I think that's the, I think the bottom line too is like, I don't know that I ever really am like, oh, I think this is what God's going to do in terms of like action. I Like mm-hmm. when you and I say that to each other, it's more of, I think God is going to do this so that it glorifies him more or I think that there like there's a mm-hmm. it's more about the character of God and it's more about our relationship with the Lord than it is about what God is going to do in the future you know like that's because that's the that's mm-hmm. the heart of God it's like and yeah it is different than Jeremiah's days but yeah I think that you know as we end this conversation what I want to encourage you and encourage me and whoever's listening in this conversation is to just be able to say, God, I know that you're going to always be faithful to your word, which is your truth, who you are. You're going to always be faithful to your character. And even though no matter what situation I am in right now, it's a very hard, difficult situation. But you will give me the strength to get through. And I think that that's what God said when Jeremiah said, "Now God, I, you know, I've told these people that they're not going to be in captivity forever, but they are going to go into captivity." And I've lived out what I've said. I've been true to my word and true to your word. And it was just that moment of time of saying, "I need to get my focus 
not on the captivity, not on the land that I've just bought, not on the fact that I am in prison. I just need to stop right now, and I need to just focus that I know that you are God and that you have always been faithful to your people. If you just read uh, Jeremiah 32, um, 17 on, he is reminding himself as he's praying, God, I remember. I remember you led your people out of Egypt. You have always been with them, and you will always do what is best for your children. And I think sometimes when we're going through a hard time, and we really believe with our hearts that God is sharing with us the truth, that no matter what we go through, that God will be faithful, and that He wants us to be free, not be in captivity, that He died to give us this freedom. But don't look around on our circumstances and trust Him. And I think that's the key. I think that's what Jeremiah 32 is all about. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you could be a part of our conversation. To continue the conversation, you can find Dot on social media at Dot Bowen or visit her website, DotBowen.com. Subscribe, like, and share with your friends, and we will see you next week on Write This Down with Dot Bowen. 